and asking myself that question, I had to be honest that the answer was what I just told you, that no, I didn't think that much of me at all. And, and when I started assessing my life, even though I had stuff on my wall, I had awards, I had my, you know, passed the bar, my first black female partner in my firm, all this stuff I had to own that I didn't think much of me and that it was actually bearing out in every area of my life. Um, and so I had to change that. And so my rain platform actually stands on that. I don't want to say it this way. It doesn't stand on that brokenness, but it's certainly um, that brokenness that I experienced for the lion's share of my at least young adulthood um, certainly excites me and pushes me forward. I don't want anybody now to feel how I felt. I am absolutely just fired up to get people to realize that they are enough. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new edition of the None of Your Business podcast today. Oh, this is the moment that everybody's been waiting for. If you didn't know in advance that she was coming on the program, then you're in for a big treat. If you did know in advance, everybody's been waiting for the release of this particular episode. I know that in the Black Diamond Club, everybody's been pumped up. Uh, to hear more from this person. Today, we are going to be hearing from one of, if not the most popular, loved, loved yep. talked about summer camp speaker from 2020. I mean, and look, she, this person, she's in great company. I mean, we're talking about Jordan Belfort, Eric Thomas, um, you, you, me. <laughs> I mean, everybody said this was their favorite speaker. And Here's a, here's a reason why for me this is so near and dear to my heart is because I went to high school with her. She has an amazing story. She has an incredible bio. I'm going to have her tell the story because it's way better than somebody just telling you, look at how great this person is. Um, and if not, I'll just dig it out of her. She <laughs> has tons of accolades. Um, but when you hear her story, she's going to point out that life is not just about your accolades. So I hope that today's episode will touch and inspire tons of people. And I hope that you will be moved enough to engage further with our guests because she has so many gifts that she has to share with the world. And I got to tell you, you would be missing out tremendously if you failed to take action and if you failed to engage. Let's bring on our special guest today, Dawn Roseman, who I always say in Facebook, it's John Westfield. <laughs> but Don Roseman, yes. welcome to the None of Your Business podcast. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is awesome. You were waiting for me. I've been waiting on this. This is like the highlight of my, this is second only to summer camp, the highlight of my, my year. This is awesome. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You have such an incredible, incredible story. Um, and I just want to give you the floor uh, to let you sort of set the stage. Who is Dawn Roseman? How did we end up here talking to you on the podcast? The sort of trajectory, the revelations, the big sort of breakthroughs that you have that lead you to this point. Man, 
uh, gosh, how did, that's a big question. How did we end up here? I kind of ask myself that every day. I, I, I have to settle in that, um, you know, when I, when, when I stand on a stage and I get a chance to uh, inspire people or at least try to and teach them what I truly, truly believe that greatness is hardwired into our DNA, man. We get here because, and I, and I always say, let me back up, I always say that your royalty calls to you and the job is to answer him or her. Um, we get here, me sitting here talking to you because I finally had the courage to answer. You know, you know, you, you know, Sean, you know, you know me, uh, you know me for a long time. Uh, you know, I was always, always focused on getting it right, whatever that meant. I wanted to be a lawyer for as long as I can remember. I wanted to do well. I wanted to be successful. I think all the things that most people want. Um, but I never, ever stopped to ask myself, um, what moved me and what was my purpose? Why does Dawn Roseman exist? And when I finally started engaging in that conversation, my royalty started calling me and, 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 and here's a little bit of a, a secret he or she doesn't shut up. And so when I finally started paying attention, um, and answering her started, um, asking myself, those same hard questions like, man, what, you know, I'm doing the things that I said I wanted to do. Why aren't you happy? When I started answering that, uh, trying to answer that question, it led me to a revelation that my gosh, that I'm so, I was playing so small and so living so beneath my royalty, my, my rightful positioning. And so when I decided, and this is a, I'm truncating this, I'm sure you'll, you'll ask me more, but you know, when I decided to, uh, to get in position, if you will, to decided to, um, start, start taking up, taking up my rightful position as one who reigns, if you will, it's already opening doors for me. And it led me to start saying yes to myself it led me back in connection with you um, and ultimately led me to saying yes to this crazy ask from you to, 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 to step on that summer camp stage. And my gosh, my life has never, it just will never be the same. And so that's a, that's a really short version, but it's, it's just, it, it's, I'm just pinching myself all the time, trying to figure out like, what the heck is going on? I'm on this ride holding on for dear life. Yeah. Well, well, let's reel it back. I know at summer camp, you told the story of your upbringing. Um, You know, we intersected in high school and then sort of what that looked like. And then, then going on from there to university, we both went to Indiana university. Um, Tell us sort of what the sort of the impact points or intersection points in your upbringing that you sort of drug along, um, but that in the end ended up being great tools and benefits to you making some key realizations and pivot points in your life. Yeah. So, so, you know, you're right. We intersected in high school and, you know, um, it, it goes, it, it predates even, you know, when you and I, when I, when you and I met, you know, for the longest time, um, I just had no idea. And this is a revelation that I came to later. Had no idea who I was. Um, I knew that I was smart. 
The only reason I really knew that is because I had uh, external validation in some regard. I got good grades. Um, and so that told me, Dawn, you're, you must be smart because they said so, right? They said so. And, you know, I, I, you know, I thought I was um, capable, at least academically, again, because I got good grades. But otherwise, I didn't know who I was and I didn't think that much of myself, to be very honest. Um, and, and, you know, one of the, you know, if I if I think about it long enough, you know, and I shared a little bit about this at the at summer camp, you know, I was trying, I was trying to figure out, you know, where did that come from? And I grew up with an amazing, uh, you know, raised by a single mom. I grew up with an amazing uh, uh, parent who taught me how to be strong, how to survive. She's still amazing. Um, but my dad left when I was four and a half. And that screwed me up, man. Um, and I didn't realize how much it had screwed me up until much later. But it played a role in my thinking about me. Um, and so with the dawn you met in high school, um, I don't know what I don't know what you got. You have to tell me. But but to the extent I presented like I, I was sure and that I knew what I wanted in my life and that I knew where I was going and that was focused. That was all true and not true at the same time. I knew what I wanted to do academically. I knew I wanted to be a lawyer. If you would have asked me, who am I or, or worse? If you would have asked me, Dawn, do you like you? Um, if I'd had the courage to tell you at the time, I would have told you no. Um, I just didn't know. I, I didn't think that much of me. And, you know, I, I had, I had, you know, dealing with, again, I didn't know I had dad issues at the time. I, I processed everything from a space of, I wasn't enough. Um, I just always, I just never really thought I was enough. I was all, I think I was so driven quite frankly, because I was always trying to prove that to someone probably now that I think about it more so to myself that I was, um, that I was, um, worth it. You know, whatever that meant at the time, whatever I was trying to achieve, whatever I was trying to do, whatever room I was in. And so I spent most of my journey, certainly through, middle school, certainly through high school when you and I connected um, and all the way through to when I started practicing, achieving and being broken at the same time. And, and that, that just, that's a lot of weight to carry, man. And when you, when I started, um, like I said, that when I started, when I just shared, you know, I, I kind of got open to um, this reality that I didn't think much of myself one day when I was sitting in a, um, sitting in, a, in, a, in a, a church service that was over, actually. And my pastor made this comment. He said, you know, you're, you know, you are the sum total of your thoughts of you, whatever, you know, you will never rise any higher of your level of thinking about yourself. He said it differently than that, but that's what I heard. And it's not terribly profound. I'd heard it before, but in that moment, um, it was everything for me. It was like an explosion because it was in that moment that I, I guess I had enough courage to ask myself that question. And in asking myself that question, I had to be honest that the answer was what I just told you, that no, I didn't think that much of me at all. And, and when I started assessing my life, even though I had stuff on my wall, I had awards, I had my, you know, past the bar, my first black female partner in my firm, all this stuff, I had to own that I didn't think much of me and that it was actually bearing out in every area of my life. And it was keeping me from things. I would not bet on me in ways that really counted. Um, and so I had to change that. And so my rain platform actually stands on that. It, I don't want to say it this way. It doesn't stand on that brokenness, but it's certainly um, that brokenness that I experienced for the lion's share of my at least young adulthood um, certainly excites me and pushes me forward. I don't want anybody now to feel how I felt. I am 
absolutely just fired up to get people to realize that they are enough. If they get that, then they don't have to do what I did. They can bet on themselves from jump, man. And so that's what makes me excited. That's why I'm so fired up anytime someone gives me the opportunity to talk about rain, you know, at all. Yeah. And so where in all of this, so you get this, you get fired up about this feeling of you don't want, you don't want anybody to go to that place that you were at. You yeah. want to give them the courage not only to love themselves, but to know that they're enough. So where does rain get birthed in all of this? And how did you start that? That's a, that's a good question, Lacey. You know, I, um, we're all connected, I think, on some level by our stories, right? And I was increasingly, I think, because of the platform I had, um, you know, I had have as, as, a, as a lawyer and a partner in a, in a big firm, was asked to start speaking to different groups, and, and particularly students. And uh, I was asked to, um, it wasn't, it's not, so RAIN is R-E-I-G-N. It's, 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 uh, it's not a, it's not a R-E-I-N, it's R-E-I-G-N. And it's not a hype word. It means to overcome, to dominate, to superabound, to ascend, to win, the essence of win, to, to sway, to have influence, to wear a crown. Every time you ask me, I come up with a different, I come up, come up with an additional definition. But um, I was asked to speak to these students, this group here in my, in my hometown, um, called Ladies with Purpose. And there's a group, it's a scholarship program for uh, predominantly African-American uh, girls, high school age girls, um, but but just girls of color. And so a lot of them wanted to be lawyers. And they, I decided, yeah, I said, yes, I'd speak to them. And I've been speaking a little bit, little by little, kind of telling my story otherwise in other, other venues, but I brought them into my office um, and I called my friend and I'm like, you know what? Um, I got a hold of this word. The, the word I just, this word called rain. I got a hold of this word and I'm a big words person, Lacey. So I, I dig into them and I look them up. They kind of excite me. And so that one just exploded for me too. And so I told her, I'm like, Hey, let's, uh, let's, uh, what if I call this thing a rain class? And she's like, Oh, go for it. And so I did it. And then I said, what if I call these things that I give them raindrops? And I'm like, Oh no, she's like, go for it. And so I tried it out and these students, man, just like lit up. And I, I went home and, and, and that evening on Facebook, they were just, they were quoting, they're like, Miss Dawn said this, raindrop this. And they're quoting all these things. And it, it, it communicated back to me that this wasn't just me. I wasn't just in my own headspace, that, that this was something valuable, that while the concept of you're enough and that you need to bet on yourself are not necessarily new, um, I had a student tell me that, they never had anyone tell them that they were royalty. They never had anybody tell them that they were that 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 they were that they arrived on the planet this way. Um, and that validated me, and it made me want to do it more. The lawyer in me certainly then, you know, and the business person in me wanted to then formalize it, and I just really decided to go after it. And so every time I started insisting, if you wanted me to speak. If you're asking, okay, can Don Don Roseman, will you come speak? I'm like, sure, but only if I get to call it a rain class. Only if I get to talk about rain. And so that's kind of that's really where it came from. I was I didn't set out to create a platform. I set out to heal. Honestly, it was about it was personal. I tell everybody um, all the time um, when you're watching, when you're a part of a rain class, 
you were literally a part of my own therapy session. You're just, you know, the only thing is the couch. You're just, you're just there and, you know, we're, we're growing together every time. Right. I love that. The book is called Boss Presence. 100, yeah. okay, 50, okay, some <laughs> tips for we bad chicks to reign at work. Tell me about the inspiration for the book. What, what would a reader hope to get out of it? And it, is it just for bad chicks? <laughs> no. So, no. My husband will tell you definitively that no, bad, bad dudes can walk and read it too and get a lot out of it. He's, you know, it's, I did it, I did it, Sean, because it was a rain class. I had, uh, I was, I was asked to speak for a women's conference and I really wanted to leave them something. And I was just trying to work on some takeaways and I called, uh, my, uh, publisher uh and uh, my pastor he is a self-publisher and so he, I, I was like hey what are your thoughts about this and he's like i think you should do a book i'm like no dude i'm not doing a book i don't have time for that i can't do a book it's too much i always wanted to write a book and that's not the book i was intending to write um but i don't have time for that and he's like yes you can he says you do, do me a favor he's like you give me content and we'll figure it out and so i sat down in a weekend literally um and I created what became Boss Presence. It's not, it's not long, but it's probably one of the hardest things I ever had to, I've ever written um, because it was like, you know, for the first time putting out there all this stuff that I now I'm just talking to you about freely, but before it wasn't like that, um, but just sharing how I felt about things and then certainly talking about it in the context of work. And, and encouraging, you know, that's not the dawn folks knew um, in my work, in my professional life. I still was working really hard to keep things separate. And and one thing about your royalty is it will not play second fiddle to anything, right? So so um, boss presence was my effort, um, you know, to empower the women I had the privilege of speaking to to own their royalty at work. Not like I, you know, I didn't want him to be like me and come to work and kind of mute. You know, a friend of mine told me I, he, he used to perceive me as I'd come into a room and like the ceiling was too low and I just kind of put my head down. And he's like, you're better than that, man. And I just, so I wrote Boss Presence to give them something um, to take with them. I call it my little pep talk on demand and keep it in your purse or for, you know, my bad dudes, you can keep it in your briefcase, you know, but the goal was to give folks, um, to share my story and to give them something that they can refer to over and over and over again um, and understand that when they walk, they belong in every room that they enter, that they're walking royalty. That was, that's critical for me. Um, I didn't carry myself like that for years. So I wanted to give that away. Well, I think one of the things super important for all of our viewers and listeners to understand, because as you listen to the story, because of Dawn's humility, she's like, yeah, you know, I became, you know, a partner at this law firm. It, it, like, Dawn is extremely accomplished. In fact, I remember you telling a story about your mother um, and, and, and her, proud, her pride and what you, you had managed to accomplish with your life. And we'll, we'll come back to that because I know Lacey has a question, but I just want to make sure that everybody understands that we're not talking about like, well, I was just sort of this down, downtrodden, like Dawn went to Indiana University, extremely accomplished in academics, um, extremely accomplished in music, goes on to become a lawyer, pass the bar, 
It's not like she like worked as like you know one of those PI attorneys. Like she <laughs> nothing against the PI attorneys, but like she, she, she's, she's a, ambulances she's with a, her car. She's a partner at a, at a top one hundred law firm. Um, so it, it's not like she's kind of downplaying, you know, but the, because the emphasis on the other side of things, right? And so I think a lot of people can resonate with that because we work with a lot of people who are very accomplished in a lot of areas of life. They, they've done things. They have degrees and accolades and all of the things and the money, but there's still this hole, right, where they're not completely happy. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the things that I was thinking about listening to your you tell your story again. I mean you said that you really had difficulty, you know, loving yourself and, yeah. and believing in yourself. And yet you were still able to accomplish all of these things. And you keep dropping this word and this concept of royalty. Can you tell us how you came into that in your, into your life and expand on what that means for people listening out here? So, 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 Yes. And again, this word reign for me, I mean, it's by definition, I mean, it's, it, it means it's, 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 it's regal in its, in, in, in its, in its origin. Right. And so when I, you know, when I unpack all those words, you know, again, to overcome, to dominate, to superabound, to win, my favorite again is to wear a crown. I, it, it was, it, you know, for me, Lacey, that's the one to wear a crown is the one that probably uh, resonated the most with me. Um, you know, when, Sean, when you, when you talk about, you know, you know, I, and I appreciate so much, you know, you, you sharing, you know, a bit of my background, you know, I don't, I don't mean to downplay it because I'm not grateful and I'm not, I don't mean to not share it because it doesn't matter. It does. And I'm really, really proud of what I've been allowed, uh, you know, blessed to achieve. I mean, I'm really, really proud of that. This dominates so much more because of that statement. It goes to what you're at. You just asked me, Lacey, because of the statement I made that started all this for me, that you'll never rise any higher than your level of thinking about you. Um, because no amount of money, no amount of positioning or no, no, no position no amount of influence, no, no association, doesn't matter who you know, none of that will get you over or, or allow you to eclipse what you think about you. It's your ceiling. And unfortunately, it's your ceiling and it's the ceiling of those you lead. And so for me, when I, when I got a hold of this word rain, Lacey, and I started unpacking all the different words and what it meant, all the synonyms, what does it mean? this concept of I am royalty, right? I am, I am, I am regal. This it means to wear a crown really, really, you know, just attached itself to me because that's the thing that I was missing. Let me tell you, man, I used to go when I became a partner, you know, and I, and I, you know, in this, this, this big firm. And I remember, and I've told this story before, but I remember, and it's not just one meeting, but I remember one in particular, you know, I remember going to, my first partner meeting, absolutely terrifying, man. And I used to, and every partner meeting after that, I used to be so terrified. No one knew it. No one knew it because I'd show up and I'd show up dressed, 
you know, appropriately and all these things that I represent myself well according to the craft, you know, you know the, the, the requirements of the role or the moment. But I was terrified. And as a result, I didn't really ever leverage the opportunity for so long, terrified that they would find out what I felt about me. I didn't articulate it at that point like this, but find out that I didn't really belong there that I didn't belong in the room. And so, you know, so for me to, 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 you know, this idea, this belief that I whole, I wholeheartedly believe about me and about everybody that's listening, that we are walking royalty. Greatness is absolutely hardwired into our DNA. It changes the way you enter into rooms, literally. You know, nothing's really changed so much about the makeup of my, of the rooms I enter. You know, I sit with, not just within my firm, but I sit with, you know, heads of organizations, CEOs, all these different folks. People have lots and lots of money, all these things, big, huge positions. Nothing's really changed. They don't look like me. They don't, they've got, they've got more zeros sometimes. They've got all these things. But what's changed completely, 180 degree shift is that I no longer am looking to them to validate me, to approve of me, to give me uh, clearance to enter into the room. I enter the room now like, this is my room. You get to meet me. And I don't think that's arrogance. I think that's necessary. That's necessary. So people who are, I tend to, to, to lean toward, and I think they lean toward me, people who are highly accomplished because I can talk to them. I know what you feel like. If you're sitting in the room like, yeah, I'm the CEO of this, I know what you feel like. I understand what it's like to be in charge of stuff or to have a whole room listening to you and you feel like, golly, if they only figured out that I don't belong here. That sucks. So I, you know, and, you, and, and when you when you get this idea, this concept that you're royalty, Lacey, there's nothing higher than that. And if you understand, I'm not talking about a hype word, I'm talking about positioning. That means you may still fail. You may still not, you may lose the, the, the opportunity. You may not get the job. You may not get the girl. You may not get the guy. It doesn't change anything because this is my rightful positioning. And so if I don't get the job, then that just means there's another one for me because I'm walking royalty, man. How could it not be? It changes how you, how you move in every way imaginable. And that has been life-changing for me. And I just want people to get that. You just dropped so many bombs right now. I can't even... I, I, I don't even know. Actually, I know which one I want to pick. You said, something, you said something that I think was so powerful for everybody listening. You said the way that you think about yourself is not just your ceiling. It's the ceiling of those that you lead. Yeah. Wow. For all of the people out there, imagine it's just not you that you're impacting. It's those that you are leading that you're impacting. So obviously your ability to overcome the way that you think about yourself is crucial in your leadership and who you are as a person. So do you have any tips or steps or things that maybe people out there that are struggling with this can begin to do to step into that royalty and reign the way that they need to, to love themselves and to lead? Yeah. I mean, you've got to, first and foremost, you've got to, um, it, 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 first and foremost, you just got to make a decision because you've got to divorce yourself from your feelings. If you're waiting to feel like it, uh, you know, there were, you know, when I, you know, when, you know, when I talk about those rooms that I used to enter, still enter, if you're waiting to feel like you belong, 
Your feelings will betray you. You will, you just will never step up. You will never raise your hand. You'll never go try to get the loan. You'll never open up the second location. You'll never do any of it. So you have to make a decision. You know, you guys heard me at summer camp and I, and I told the folks like, I don't have a lot of time with you. So I'm going to need you to just decide to believe me. So you've got to, at first and foremost, make a decision, um, you know, feelings notwithstanding that, that, that I belong in every room that I in, that I enter, that I'm walking royalty, that greatness is a part of my DNA. You have to decide that. It sounds weird. It sounds crazy. But think about the alternative because and think about what the alternative is getting you. Quite frankly, think about what the alternative is keeping you from. So at first and foremost, Lacey starts with a decision and you have to you have to double down on that decision every single day. And and, and, and part of it, I was I remember uh, sitting in front of um, um, my gosh, I wish I could remember her name. She's a she's a uh, fighter pilot like uh, um, like Tom Cruise was in uh, Top Gun. But I was listening to her speak and she was saying, you know, you got to do something that terrifies you every day. That tracks with owning your royalty. You've got to show up and decide to be amazing no matter what, every day. That means when you're going and you're like, I got a meeting this morning with my boss or I got a meeting with my team. There, there's a there's a way, uh, or I should say there there are there are, you know, a, a way in which one moves when they own their royalty. Um, they you speak differently, you speak about yourself differently. When I use myself as an example. What changed for me when I started going to those meetings? You know, I started, um, you know, they have, you know, they have the regular meeting and then they would have, you know, breakout sessions for people to network. I would always take myself out of that because that's where I got really uncomfortable, right? That's where people can really see you when it's a little bit more up close and personal. I started deliberately putting myself in those, in those moments uh, so that I could teach them who I was. It was really, really excruciatingly at times uncomfortable for me. But I was determined to not stay in this place of thinking of myself less than. And so, so you've got to make a decision and then you've got to attach an action to that decision every day, every moment. Every moment that you go in into, whether you're going to meet one-on-one -on -one with someone, whether it's going to be a huge meeting, whether it's going to be a, you know, a, a presentation in front of 50,000 people, you have an opportunity to teach them that you're amazing. And, and when you do that, what's awesome It's what happened to me at summer camp. All I wanted to do was 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 feed in was speak into them, speaking to the, all the all the summer campers. What happens in return is they resonate that back to me, right? And they're like, and so it's it's just it just constantly it constantly um, just just flows. But what happens if I don't show up, right? I could have been incredibly terrified. Probably I was for a little bit when 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 I got the ask. And you're like, I'm looking at the list, and I'm like, I think he made a mistake. I think he wants me to come and watch this, right? You know, um, but then I'm like, but you tell people all the time that you're walking royalty, Dawn. And so you've got to show up on that stage. You've got to show up. And I get it that you don't have all of these things that these people have. And they don't, you don't have, it doesn't matter. You are, there is no one like you. Give them that. That's what you can do. They say that right there will change everything. If you just decide to do that one thing, decide I'm royalty, man. I'm going in this meeting. I'm going to rock it out. And I'm going to teach them and do one thing to, to bet on myself in this meeting or whatever it is. Well, we can say from experience and from, from feedback that it definitely worked. Just give them yourself. Yep. Last question here for the podcast is 
for you, so you were already accomplished and you were carrying around maybe this somewhat of a burden. And then you, you make that switch, you make that decision. What does that do for you? How is your life different now that you have come to this realization, done the work, and now are, you are reigning? Other than, I mean, of course, so people resonate with you and you're teaching them, but what has it done for your life, your relationship, and your business? You remember what I said to you? I mean, at, at the end of the day, this was never about a platform or anything. It was about, it was about healing. So the, the primary thing it's done for me is, is you're talking to a free chick. You're talking to a free Dawn. You know, it's a very, a very I am not the same person uh, that you even met two years ago. You know, we did, you know, when we first reconnected, not even close to being the same person. And so what it has done, because when, when you when you live beneath your royalty, live, live beneath your rightful positioning, you block up opportunities because you're not really allowing people to see you because you don't even accept you. You don't even uh, um, you're not fully bought into you. But when you're fully when you're fully convinced, again, regardless of how all the things when you're fully convinced that you belong in every room that you enter, that, that you're enough. You present that way and that creates room for you. Um, and, 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 room, and what I don't mean just in some sort of touchy-feely sense, it creates opportunities, right? I mean, I, you, you and I, I don't believe in accidents. So because I'm open to me, and because I'm free, then I can hear you when you say, Dawn, I want you to come speak at this huge um, thing that I've built. I'm, I want to yield my platform to you. I, it has it it certainly been um, financially rewarding. I mean, my book is doing well. I'm working on my second book. I'm getting ready to release all kinds of things, um, 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 just product you know, in, into, the, into, the, into the universe, if you will. But... It's just, it opened, it's opened me up to connections and relationships. We're talking because of a relationship, Sean. Um, you, you know, the thing, you know, I have, I, you know, I've got, you know, bookings for, you know, for next year, rain class uh, events coming up. They're relationship driven. That's because I have decided that I'm enough and I no longer am broken down if you don't choose me because I've already chosen me. So I'm not looking for you to fill that gap for me. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. No, yes. 100%. 100%. Yes. 100%. Hey, and the, the people that are watching along live are just giving absolutely amazing feedback. People are getting so much out of it. Um, we're going to wrap up the None of Your Business podcast. We're going to jump over into the Black Diamond Club. Look, if you're not yet a member of the Black Diamond Club, what are you waiting for? Go to www.blackdiamondclub.com. You'll get exclusive content from all of our None of Your Business interviews where we dive deep. I want to find out on the other side of this about Dawn's biggest losses, right? And, and, and her defeats and how she leveraged this new understanding to come back, to bounce back and to be bigger and better. And I want to talk to her about what's coming up. She kind of hinted at some of the stuff, but I know so many people that are just waiting to engage further. Look, if you're listening to the None of Your Business podcast, join Black Diamond Club and also make sure that you take a moment to jump over on the Amazon. Make sure you get a copy of Dawn's book. You're going to love it. And hey, if you already have a copy of the book, I'm talking to everybody that's listening to us live as well. Jump back on there and leave a five-star review for Dawn. That is a key thing for authors. It helps them out. So if you're enjoying the content, you're consuming the content, I got to tell you, she's not living off the royalties, even though she is royalty. She's not living off the royalties from the book, but 
helps her out is when you give her a five-star review if you have if you have the book and have read it and got something out of it that's your contribution back it goes far beyond the two dollars that she gets for selling a book thank you don for being on the none of your business podcast for all of you listening please make sure that you subscribe share this episode because i'm positive that this will make a massive difference in the life of somebody that you love and care about make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes and likewise leave us a review because we don't make any money by doing the podcast but we appreciate your support and your reviews we'll be back again next week with a brand new edition of the none of your business podcast